Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tome Travelers, a science, science fiction fantasy book club. Wow, I really stumbled through that. <laughs> science fantasy fiction book science club podcast. Fiction fantasy, yeah. Um, it's a new month. It's a new book, and we even have a special guest with us. So this Ooh, month we are reading "The Lies of Locke Lamora" by Scott Lynch. And uh, Epic, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so everyone calls me Epic, or Cameron's my actual name. You can call me whatever. Um, glad to be here. <laughs> we're happy to have you. We're excited to kind of bring someone in on this, you know, this little book yeah, journey for a, that we're going on. For a little context, yes, this is a reread for, for Dylan and I, so we wanted another person having, like, the new yeah. reader experience. Because otherwise it would just be Matt talking. And... Yeah, it would just be Matt yeah, no, but what uh, do you think's gonna happen, man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just very like, oh, what's the word? Intimidating or, um, oh, what's the word? Interrogating. That's it. Just yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. the entire time. But no, we're excited and uh, happy to have uh, Epic with us this month. Uh, he'll be joining us for all three episodes, so we're excited. Yeah, by the end of oh, it, maybe we'll figure out how not how to not refer to him as as, uh, as his gamer tag. Yeah. That'd be... <laughs> I can kind of do it because uh, not that Matt, but other Matt calls him Cameron all the time. So, like, I've got it in my head. <laughs> um, before we jump into our book talk, though, Whitson, we have a question. Yes. Okay. So, what is your favorite mystical object of power from sci fi or fantasy? <laughs> well, actually, broad, whatever, whatever, your favorite, favorite mystical... mystical object, I think, is the, the better one. Yeah. Epic, you're, you're the honorary guest. I think you should take the lead here. Uh, making me go first. Oh, <laughs> God. I, I, if I, like I had to idea. narrow it down to one, it would probably have to be the horror crux from Harry Potter. Okay. Nothing? He gets nothing from you no, for that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, wait, you want me to fight back? I mean, I no, already I'm, said I you're going to. I already said my I yes, no. no, like I said, Look. hey, the horror cruxes are an awesome idea. We oh, just have yeah, pretty cool. Potter issues. <laughs> I personally have Harry Potter issues. Nothing against you Look, as a person, Epic. I just think you're Let me just state, I fully came into this just like, okay, how am I just going to mess with MD? How am I going to screw over Matt? And that was <laughs> the first thing that so popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Uh, to give an actual answer, probably would uh, be the uh, Onyx statue from the Legend of Dritt series. Just because oh, okay. panthers were my yeah, favorite yeah. animals, yeah. so Guinevere, being able to yeah. summon Guinevere, or yeah, 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 no, that's, that's a fucking it. awesome answer. I was thinking about icing death from from just also. Mm. You want to take it next, MD? Okay, yeah. So I I literally thought long and hard about this. I had some like comic book things. I had some fantasy book things, but I'm gonna. I think I'm deciding on the Death Note. That's a good one. That's, a good That's one. yeah. I didn't even think about anime. I didn't bro. even think of like manga or anything. I was just like, okay, uh, books, movies, dude. games. So like the very first anime I watched was Sword Art Online. The very second anime I watched was Death Note, and I loved and it. I love the. You're concept. out here talking shit to fantasy fans, <laughs> and the first two anime you ever watched are fucking Death Note and uh, and Sword Art Online. Amen. You oh know, my God. you got to start somewhere. But dude, Death Note is such a cool <sighs> concept. And it's yeah, it's, it's just such cool. a cool the, the show is amazing. So if you haven't mm -hmm. seen it, watch it. Um, but yeah, that's mine. I'm gonna go with Death Note. Okay. 
What about you, you next, Dylan, or do I have to go? Man, you go, because now I'm sitting here running through <laughs> animes. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like, I know so, there's a good one. Taberlane's cloak of no particular color, just because it's so mysterious and like you, you, it just makes you wonder about the main character's journey a lot, especially in the second book. But yeah, Taberlane's cloak of no particular color. And wait, what book is that from? Uh, King Killer Chronicles. Okay. Which I think we're gonna read soon. Yeah, that's is that your next book? I'm no, sure. not mine. I think it's December or something like that. It's it's months off. Yeah. I'm just gonna go with the one I had originally planned <laughs> before I started. And like you said, there's a lot, but I picked uh the <clears throat> compass from Jack Sparrow's compass that always points at oh, what he had. What he wants. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And it just so happens to lead him to rum. Yeah, rum. The <laughs> yeah. Then he gets oh, his what's rum. This and he's like, okay, now I <laughs> Um, all right well uh with that let's go ahead and jump into episode 10 of the tome travelers episode 10 we made it to 10 episodes 10 episodes all right it's almost like anniversary uh whitson or dylan do you have the synopsis uh whitson wrote it he can, he can yeah i can take it i'll get whitson so so the prologue, The Boy Who Stole Too Much, uh, we read through that. Locke slips in with the Catch Fire Orphans and makes his way to Shades Hill. Beefmaker is training orphans there to be professional pickpockets and um, kind of amateur level thieves. Uh, on his first night, the Thiefmaker has to apologize to the Watch and pay for Locke breaking the secret piece on his first night. Uh, we jump forward to the Thiefmaker selling him to Father Chains. Then we go back and find out uh, he almost started a quarantine and incited a plague riot in the Narrows and got a tavern burned down. Apparently, that's not even the reason that he's selling Locke. Apparently, he did something even worse. We're introduced to Chains uh, for real um, through like Locke's POV. Callow uh, and Galdo, the Nameless 13th, and like the concept of his priesthood. And then Chains demands the story of Locke's most recent transgression, whatever it is that got the Thiefmaker to sell him. Um, and then we jump forward in time to the Don Salvara game. Uh, the Gentleman Bastards make the first touch with Don next to the Temple of Flowing Waters. Um, and it kind of gives us some world building through like the Via Camarazza and the market. Um, and then they're starting their game and Bug has to distract the watch and make a run for it. Um, and then Locke and Jean, mean, meanwhile, are making their connections with Salvara and like playing him off of Don Yacobo to like insert themselves into the circuit, like whatever is going on here. And that's where we're at so far. All right. What'd y'all think? <sighs> All right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to start here because yeah, you, you guys have ruined me. After reading that prologue and just everything, I was so some backstory here. I was honestly kind of dreading this. It's been probably like seven, eight years since I've read a book. So I was sitting here like, am I going to be interested in reading or anything? <laughs> that prologue's final hook <laughs> absolutely <laughs> ruined me. And I've just been sitting here like, well, what happens next? What happens next? <laughs> like, to then jump into such a flushed out world. Oh. oh. World being oh. built only oh, in one go. chapter. I was blown away. Like, yeah. I, and the world gets even better. Like, yeah. wait till I start describing the the towers and stuff. That that was one of the things I noticed too. Was just like the immaculate world building. 
which was just insane. I also like felt the same way. Like, um, I've had this book like hyped up for so long. Like, not even these guys, but like other people that I've heard of. Like, oh, have you read Lies of Walker Moore? And I'm just like, no, not yet or whatever. And I'm finally getting into it. And like, we get in. And, like, I feel like immediately it just, like, throws you in and it gives you so many questions at the very beginning that you're just like, okay, I want to know. I want I, I want to know. I, I want to know. <laughs> it's so many questions as well as it's, like, paced well enough to where you don't feel overwhelmed yeah. with that many questions or anything. You have time to kind of digest what's going on until the end of that prologue. I literally was at work listening to the audiobook and just had to stop, like, wait. Yeah. Wait a minute, do I need to go back? Did I miss something? Like, <laughs> Yep. Or are you guys listening to the audiobook? So I'm listening to the audiobook, um, and then I also have the hardcover copy, but I'm just, I this week, I specifically just listened to the audiobook because I was doing, like, house tours mm. around the house. Well, I wanted yeah, to ask because this is one of my, like, favorite performances, so I wanted to see what you guys thought oh, of yeah. it. It's, like, way oh, up yeah. there for me. Yeah, I've listened. I listen to it every time. Like I've got the the physical copy, but I love listening to it. Hmm. See, yeah, I've gone back it, to Michael it. Page's narration is so good. I've gone he has back like to the perfect voice for it. And every Sorry, time, man. um, every time I'm trying to read it, I just his voice is popping in my head now. Yeah. Like I can't even read it in my own inner monologue. <laughs> That's what the really, really good ones do. Okay, so what what have you guys pieced together about the setting and the world? Where where do you think we're at? What does Kamor look like? What does it look like? Yeah, or what, what do you, you imagine it as? I've I it's very like dark. You know, like very like I, I just feel very like, like seedy underbelly kind of Yeah, like in the not in the trenches, but like in the like the 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 slums or whatever. I, I just get like a I don't know, like like uh, what, what's a grimy like? kind like of grimy, vibe. yeah like new york in like the 1913s or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> See, not just even crime just in, everywhere yeah not even just in the slums when they mention that they make it to like the um temple of flowing waters and everything they're pointing out you know oh pick like guess who's the pickpocket like it's yeah. not it's everything feels like it's grimy yeah. and just kind of like uh eh. So when I first read this this part, I almost got like Venice vibes the way it's describing yeah. like the, yep. the the way they're going through the the on the water and the rivers and stuff. And then like it's almost like Venice vibes in this part, and then later you'll get an area and it's like New York or something. Yeah, it's it's really cool the way the world's actually built. I wish do they have a map of it? I'm sure some fan it? has compiled a map. Yeah, or maybe there's one in one of the books. There's like yeah, there's there's a know, there's a little map right here. Oh okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah that don't, that don't oh, really yeah. flush it out like I was hoping though. No, well we paperback copy. Yeah, I, when I was describing it earlier, um, I said that it was Venice built by aliens. Yeah, because of like all yeah. the glass everywhere, it's it's just Venice built by aliens, and everything is just Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That, and that's that's how I picture it. What do y'all think about the characters so far? Dude, I'm like so confused, but also like <laughs> like off rip, like it 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 introduces you to Locke from someone else's perspective. It introduces yeah. you from and I have started really liking when authors do that. And you can thank Sanderson for that. But 
Um, yeah, from the Thief's Maker's perspective, right? Yeah, it gives you the yeah. Thief's Maker's perspective, and it's like, it talks about him as like, oh, you know, I have to get rid of him, or if I don't, I'm going to have to kill him. And I'm like, okay, what's up with this guy now? And so now, and like, obviously the book's named after him, so like, I'm just so yeah. invested in him, and like, the more information we get about him, the more questions I have about him. Yeah. I like how he described him. He's like, he's literally a medium and everything. Like, everything's mm. average. And he has larceny <laughs> yeah. in his heart. Yeah, has That's one of my favorite lines. He's like, yeah. there's larceny in his heart, James. <laughs> he steals too much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good. And Chains is another really good character. That I love Chains. That's what me and Whitson were talking about earlier. He's got, like, so many, like, one-liners there in this part that crack me up. Yeah, it's just at every part. Like if you if you're just like scrapbooking while reading through this, you could make a whole scrapbook of his one-liners. Yep. He's just such a funny character. Like the the scene where Locke puts his hands on his eyes and he heals he heals him. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, the thief oh, maker ahead, and chains are two characters that I'm just like I want a, I want a resolution with them. Like I want to know part of their full story as well and we're only in hell the prologue they're not even in the first chapter right Mm. so how do you guys what's your what's your best theory on how Locke makes it from point a to point b from this this little shitwit kid that chains is threatening to kill to to a master thief like where do you think we're gonna go Oh, that's hard. I honestly, yeah. I, <laughs> it's a pretty big question. It's a pretty well, big. So, question. Okay, well, so many ways, but well, first, know. why don't we talk about what he's doing in the first chapter? So he's running a confidence game. Hmm. So yeah, how he's... do you how do you think he got those abilities to be able to? So we see him at we see him at first. He he does a whole wardrobe change and takes on this whole different persona with accent, language, everything. Like, he's got it down to the wire, and he, they talk about how they run other games like this already and successfully pulled them off. So how do you think he gets all this information and, you know, point A to point B, like Whitson said? You all have any theories on that? I mean, probably, honestly, just a lot of time. And um, I think they mentioned in the first chapter – um. I forget who, which character it was, but they're sitting on the building watching the dawn go to the temple literally every week for like yeah. months. So they know that, hey, this is his routine at this time. It's all, just a lot of research. Yeah, I Fair think, enough. I think that like how he gets from like this tiny little kid or whatever to like this master thief is like, it, it has something to do with... Uh, What's the name? Uh, the guy who he goes to after the thief maker. Chains. 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 Yeah, yeah, chains. Um, ch- like it has to do with like, I think chains really is gonna change the way that Locke views like, oh, it's not just stealing petty things from you know le- yellow jackets or things like that. It's you can do a lot more with information or with you know. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's a multitude of things, too, where it's, like, yeah. literally how Whitson said, there's larceny in his heart. It's in his blood. Yeah. yeah. Then the thief maker kind of teaches him the basics of, like, here's, you know, a general just thief. And then it feels like Chains is going to be like, okay, 
but also think outside the box. I mean, yeah. we've already seen him think outside the box when he um, painted himself up like he had the plague and then went to the uh, bar. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. he's already right. at five in the prologue thinking of things like that. And it worked. They're going to take his natural abilities and refine them. Yeah. Yeah, and broaden his perspective. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's most. That's that's yeah. what I'm looking for. I didn't know if you guys might have had any like particular intuition, like, oh, I think this is, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty concise. Uh, what have you picked up on that's different from the past to the present? Are there any big details that seem to have changed, shifted? Any characters yeah, missing or new? I'll be honest, we talked about it even a little bit earlier. I didn't realize how much of a time jump there was, because I heard them say in the line um, that, you know, they were twice the age of Bug. I missed how old Bug was when they first said it. So I was still thinking this was like Locke, you know, maybe three years from now, not, you know, 15, 20 years, like way later down the line. So He's like 30-something, isn't he? No, so he says that, uh, Jean says that they're twice Bug's age, and Bug is 12. So they're in their mid twenties, okay. Presumably, I honestly it was the first couple times I read through. I thought it was left vague intentionally. Yeah. Right. So it's like you you don't know how old Locke is. You don't know if he's aging or whatever. Like let's just keep that off your mind. But no, I think they're in their mid twenties. What do you mean if he's aging? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, <laughs> which everything you're gonna say having read the book in. now. Now we're gonna be thinking about it. No, I'm saying that the author intentionally. I yeah. I thought the author intentionally okay. didn't want you thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I thought, but but well, it so, says pretty pretty explicitly. So it helps Locke's games because he doesn't look old or young. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He can be 45 and in, in makeup, or he can be 15 in makeup, and he's yeah. kind of wherever. It is interesting to see uh, Callow and Galdo, though, still with him. And it makes mm -hmm. me wonder if, like, if either, if Locke is working on his own now, or if he's still under a boss, like, Chains is the one yeah. who sent them to do this. Because is this Locke's team? Or is this a team Locke put together for somebody else's mission? Mm -hmm. right. That's a good or question. Is, like, again, how did he get from here to there? Is Chains no longer in the picture? And Locke yeah. just kind of took over kind of moved on the organization and... or or yeah made his new thing so and like they talks just, about they too just came over by respect or maybe yeah. forcing them i don't know respect so, or just no other choice yeah so when the thief maker and chains are talking too they talk about the big man if y'all picked up on that yep kappa Basavi. the boss see that's where i think maybe you, this is a like full series, right? It's not just a one-off mm -hmm. book. Yeah, I, I swear, there's gonna be a point where they just steal from him, if not in this book. Like that is <laughs> that is as soon as they said, "Oh yeah, the big man." I'm like, "Well, there's there's one of the top targets until a new big man gets introduced or something happens." <laughs> They're just gonna Dragon Ball Z it in every every book. It's just <laughs> every the, time it's just another person. <laughs> it's just a bigger power scaled big man. I would say Ocean's 13, like Ocean's 11 to 13 is more the vibe, but... Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get Ocean's 11 vibes from this book. Dude, I yeah. love heist stories. Heist stories yeah. get me every time. Like, And I think that's part of why I'm so biased towards this book and this series, but... Uh, well, God, they're fantastic. It, 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 it does it very well. It and really yeah, it's kind of like the best execution of it, too. There's, there's heist, but there's also... Twists, turns, there's 
there's different things going on that y'all will see later and i'm really i'm really looking to y'all's um next episode i'm really yeah next episode is gonna be gonna be something what y'all think's gonna happen and then i'm really looking forward to the last episode when y'all see what all happens yeah, when you what get to eat like... shit and find out you were wrong yeah. about everything. Yeah. <laughs> what do I feel like I'm just gonna be at work listening to this and just like start throwing stuff, just like no, <laughs> yeah, no. Dude, I'm gonna be doing the same thing. <laughs> I know at one point thing. you will, you'll want to throw some shit. But oh man, no, I think, um, I think Locke doesn't age. That's now my new, my new theory. <laughs> That's <laughs> just still a five-year-old boy. Oh my god. Well, okay. So you're a prolific uh, note taker in your your reading sections. Have you have you seen anything that you are like dead certain is foreshadowing? M- okay. MD? So I'm be honest. I didn't take notes for this one because, as I said, I was listening to it while doing house chores. Um, and I meant to go back through and take notes, but I just ran out of time this week. Um. So no. <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough have you seen anything epic that's like tipping you off towards what's going on or like like Not something's really. coming for them no. besides okay. just them building so up nothing, to two different dawns and everything so, so when you're reading nothing like seemed out of place like why is this here at any point Maybe in the moment, but nothing that I can remember <laughs> off the top of my head, honestly. I mean, like, in the well, prologue, okay. like, so much happened that I'm like, Yeah, there's so here? many like, things that were going on that I'm like, okay, I think we'll, I know, we'll get to it. I think I know what Whitson's alluding to, and I, I didn't catch it the first read-through. But okay. I, I've caught it. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. I, I think I have something. Now okay. That I, about it. I know that it says, like, the reason that the Thief Maker has to get, or get rid of him is that he had two others killed as in like he didn't do it himself he had someone else do it so what does that entail who did he have kill them oh okay well you're gonna i mean that's soon soon you'll get some closure on that one (laughs) i see these are the little things that see uh, that i did think about that i was just like well what's going on but I didn't think that would be anything big because it's literally the first thing that he asks him to talk about. Which yeah. would be okay. a massive foreshadow setup from the very beginning. That, that's true, but if it, I guess it depends on when it gets answered is what it was yeah. in my head. If it's literally the next thing we're about to read. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. I, I don't think that this qualifies as spoilers. It, These, is, the, it the, is it not the thing that I'm talking about, no. Because okay. anybody who is reading along who watches this episode is going to be screaming at their monitor like 90 seconds ago anyways. <laughs> so it's fine. Give the Temple District a, sm- a small reread and you'll see. You might you'll pick up on things. it. You might. You, you, might, you might pick up on it. Um, but no, so the, the structure of all three books is the story of how they grew up and became Master Thieves. At, you know interwoven with the current day nice. story yeah so um yeah. you can expect to learn about Locke and john and everybody else's backstories more and more and more throughout the whole series it's not something that's going to just like boom be yeah. done um so yeah just, I, I don't i hope that that's not spoiling anything for anyone i don't think it is but Look, it's yeah. nice to know that at least it gets answered and not just, yeah. oh, and by the way, here's Bug. You know, he's here for chapter one and that's about it. Yeah. 
So do you do you guys think that the hooks are like in Don Salvara? Do you think they've got him like on the line? I so I think he's at least falling for it. I don't think his um his servant. I honestly I don't know because they kind of mention him. They mention him being wide eyed when they mention the other Don, and that was like it. So I don't know if he's convinced as well or if he's just kind of going along for it. But at least right now for the uh, Don Salvara, absolutely. Okay. What about you, MD? I have no idea. You have no idea? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. How much of the scheme, how much of the the structure of the scheme have you been able to figure out so far? Not much. Not much? I mean, besides what they flat out tell us, especially at the start and kind of pretty much weaseling their way in. Well, you won't. I mean, it's not going to leave you confused for forever. But I was hoping right. you guys would have some some harebrain, just think, off the wall I theories. Think if I like went back through like I like I normally do and like take vicious notes, I would have, but I didn't, and I feel unprepared because of it. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I don't want to do that because I don't want to have that lingering thought in the back of my head. You know, <laughs> two weeks from now, like, okay, was this it? Was I right? And then it just either be completely right and I ruined it for myself with the twist See, or being completely wrong and being like, ah, oh, that's stupid. I should have been this way. It, I am along for the ride and just like, you know what? They can fool yeah. me as well. Like, well, see, that, that's that's what makes you immune to red herrings and MD extremely susceptible <laughs> to them. Yeah, no kidding. This gives me like, oh, this this is a good analogy. This gives me like, um, now you see me vibes. Have you seen that movie? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I feel like this book is going to be. And that is one of the few movies which I have not guessed the ending, like, which I wasn't able to guess the ending to. Well, because the, the ending to that oh, movie you... is nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> you won't guess the ending oh, of so this. Good. Oh, hell no. There's the 0% chance. I'm yeah. not even worried about spoiling anything because no one's guessing. No one's guessing the ending. I take that as a personal challenge with them. Yeah, I, I'm saying okay. now, like, do we just want to put it in something right now and come back to it next week? <laughs> you I'm got your old dollar. <laughs> oh, man. No, now I'm going to okay, be taking well, vicious notes. Okay, all right. Well, you'll have better answers to my questions next week. I really hope week, so. Though. I really hope so. Hold me to it. <laughs> okay, well, do, do you guys have anything generally that y'all like to talk about about the book that is something I've missed in the questions? No, I mean I really like it. It's 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 very good, especially from all of the the stuff we've been reading recently. It's a nice little palate cleanser, kind of like the last book was. But we yeah, I'm really middle, enjoying so. it. I love too that they're not just focusing in on Locke. Like Locke is the big player here, but we get to see Bug's whole adventure. We get to see Callow and Galda worrying about Bug before we even hear about Locke and all that afterwards. Like it is the whole group with him being as the center man versus just. Oh, here's Locke's story, and they just show up when they show up. Yeah, yeah. They definitely all have their own skills, and yeah, like exactly. these games wouldn't work without the others. Yeah, they're all—they're not sidekicks. They're like important characters. Yeah, which feels like oceans. Feels nice. Like oceans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Matt Damon like fourth on the <laughs> call sheet. Like that's where we're at right now. And you'll learn, and you'll you'll learn also. Like he said, it goes back and shows how they became master. You'll learn like how each of them have. You'll learn about their different skill sets and like the different things that they uh, know compared to the others. So, yeah, 
Yeah, we're we're hyping the book up a ton, and yeah. we have been for months. But I, yeah, it, there'll it, be it big payoff. It stands yeah. up. Like, all right. Well, I think that's everything we've got for this episode. Next episode will be way longer, but so <laughs> probably so way way longer. Where where are we reading to for next episode? Oh, that is a great question. Um, let me look. I want to read to somewhere where there's a there's like a cliffhanger. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, they're doing it to us again, Matt. We just I know we just, we just need we just to read one to chapter past. And, like, huh. <laughs> and then and the the know. end of part two. Yep. The end of part two. And Dylan, if yep. you look at the yep. yeah, yeah, I saw the name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. End yeah, the two. end of part two is where we will we will go to before next episode. Okay. All right. So that'll be perfect. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I do not like the evil smirk on both of your faces right yeah. now. <laughs> no, I'm sitting here just like, oh, no. No. Why? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we hope you all enjoyed. Um, please, if you did, uh, share, like, and subscribe or follow the podcast on your preferred platform. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, so and if you want to watch the video version, which has our face cams and things like that, um, that's on the YouTube only. Um, and on there, you can also submit your questions for your for the weekly or whatever it is fantasy question. Um, the biweekly, the biweekly, episodically ish, ish, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I'm... episodically, I think that's the right word. Uh, fantasy questions. Um, so yeah, with that, we will see you all next time on the Tome Travelers. <laughs>